0: very very good evening to you dear listener how the devil are you how delighted i am to be back Here at City Valley Radio for this evening's Happy Classics show. I hope you've had a lovely Christmas and uh, whether you had it with friends and family or (laughs) as a friend of mine said, Denise, I just want to spend it on my own. (laughs) And off she went. It's like, okay, be my guest. Well, don't be my guest as it happened. And she literally just closed the door, put all the madness outside and just stayed in. And uh, I had a very nice Christmas day. She joined me for Boxing Day. Uh, but she just went, do you know what, I'm just, I, I don't want to do that. That's OK. <laughs> we all have our own ways, don't we, of celebrating. So my apologies to those of you who um, were listening to my Christmas show and had a small panic because uh, I did not use my usual arrival of the Queen of Sheba uh, music to announce the show. And uh, one of my regular listeners said, I thought I tuned into the wrong, stu- into the wrong show, Denise. <laughs> it's like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so sorry. But here we are. It is definitely me. It is definitely our post-Christmas show. Now, for those of you that listen to me throughout the year, you know that I love my Christmas and uh, go completely nuts. So I have had a very nice time and uh, saw the last of my guests out yesterday afternoon and uh, basically have slept since then. <laughs> well, you do, don't you? So what have I got for, in the show for you tonight? Well, Um, we are going to have a tiny bit of Christmas at the front and back, I think. Maybe one or two tiny things, pretending not to be Christmas, but being a bit Christmas thrown in. But I can't let, uh, I can't let it go. We are on the fifth day of Christmas, five gold rings and all that. Um, so I'm going to play some bits and pieces, which are Christmassy. And then, uh, and just loads of other stuff. And I've got two or three quite long pieces in the show tonight just to, Uh, give you a bit of a rest and a lot of it you know normally I do something quite lively at the front end I'm sort of still doing that but I hope you'll indulge me if I just say right um, we've had a lot of excitement and shall we sort of decompress a little on this show so um, fewer pieces than usual as I say two or three longer pieces just to sort of sit kick back with a uh, a nice cup of tea cup of cocoa something more interesting perhaps um, and we'll see how we get on. So no apology for playing this first piece, which is my very favourite Christmas piece of music. And I did play it uh, the first, no, I think I played it the last week of November because I snuck it in before before December. And, and I may not have an excuse to play it until next Christmas. So you have heard this one in the last four or five weeks, but uh, forgive me. piece of music <laughs> oh dear that was definitely put put both the headphones on and just ramp up the volume I'm gonna just take it off my left ear excuse me I have to be able to hear what's going on outside but on very rare occasion I'll put both headphones on so that I can just enjoy the music and that is one which is definitely both cans on volume up to max but don't burst your eardrums Denise just brilliant piece of music and Bach of course with Jouset Frau Lockett from his Christmas oratory, that's the first movement, for the first day of Christmas, and I know we're on the fifth, but I hope you'll forgive me. Sir John Elliot Gardner was conducting the English Baroque soloist and the Monteverdi Choir doing a fantastic job. So I've got, I think, I've got another piece of Bach later on. So we have got our, the return of our Holy Trinity, although with the, I sort of snuck them in under a different guise on the Christmas show. And... Um, And of course, while I've been doing the various shows throughout December, I have been doing or picking up various pieces of music because a lot of uh, music arrangers, conductors throw together, don't they? Lots of different Christmas carols and tunes and sort of bring them out in one piece. And this is one such, I haven't played this one before before. on my show not in any of the years i've done it but it's an overture on french carols and um you'll probably hear il le Divine enfant as the first piece of music and after that you've lost me because i remember singing that as a child uh but i don't know any of the others but it's still a great piece of music philip lane um has put it all together and the bbc concert orchestra are going to be conducted by barry wordsworth hope you enjoyed that little mashup of french carols <laughs> and here's an english one, a very traditional english one. i never ever played this on my show ever i can't believe i haven't i'm almost ashamed of myself but it is actually one of my very favorites and uh can't believe i've been so remiss <laughs> but um it's just so lovely and there's some great there's some great uh, harmonies in this tomorrow should be my dancing day well i don't know what you are doing tomorrow <laughs> But if, whether you are dancing or not, uh, that's what this carol's about. And the choir of Merton College, Oxford. Because I've got a few coming up, one or two. I think I've got. I've got two from the King's College, Oxford. Uh, sorry, King's College, Cambridge, and one of Trinity from Trinity. So yeah, I, we don't see, we don't hear an awful lot from Oxford, do we? I must have a word with my son who works there. Time to get to, to get a grip. Anyway, choir of Merton College. Um, <clears throat> she says, coughing quite. Francoise... Oh. Cloette, I think his name is. I'm, I'm usually quite good in, with French, but Cloette, but there's no double T. And Benjamin Nicholas conducting. Anyway, have a listen. See what you think.
1: Tomorrow.
0: little one, isn't it? I like that one. I think Francoise Clover was the, um, I think he might have been in the organ loft, Benjamin Nicholas holding it all together. So last week um, my Christmas show (laughs) just harking back a week to the past, I did um, my Christmas show, I do every other song or tune is either uh, something to do with Christmas or uh, something from the movies or the telly and I did play um, that one from Chicken Run, which sounds not dissimilar to the one I'm going to play now. Isn't it <laughs> the band of Her Majesty's Royal Marines? I think that I think they're all in there. It might be them. The central band of uh, the, I think the RAF as well. I think they're all in there. All the all the, all the, all, the ch- all the chaps in their military outfit. I just love a man in uniform. Well, who doesn't? There's very few ladies that don't like a man in uniform. um Moving swiftly on. But yes, that was, uh, of course, the theme from The Great Escape, which will we'll, we'll escape greatly now from, from Christmas just for a little while. And I promise this week will be the last uh, of my Christmas music for another year or so. Not that I think anyone's complaining. Well, if you are, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're complaining why you're listening. You can always tell me, you know, you can text me. Uh, 07565, even at 07565, I'll start again, 07565 825041 or email me studio at sydvalleyradio.co.uk or go onto the app or the website, click on the little message box and let me know. How did your Christmas go? Are you chilling out? Are you getting ready for New Year and going to go mental at that point? New Year isn't my favourite, which is why I'm so glad for the last two or three years, Gavin, my oppo who um, does the cowboy show ahead of me, Uh, And I do a lovely Hogmanay show because at least I get to play some great music in the company of a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that. that I hope you'll join us 10 till 1 on New Year's night if you've got nothing better to do with your time. Or even if you haven't got something better to do, can it and listen to us anyway or take us with you. We don't mind. So uh, our Holy Trinity are back on form and here's Mozart with the first movement of his fantastic so acclaimed everybody knows it clarinet concerto in A major Oh, It's such a great piece of music, isn't it? So, um, although who is it that doesn't like Mozart? Nigel, you know, the, the the violinist, the Aston Villa supporter. I'm obviously going to early onset dementia because I can't remember his name. You know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, um, Martin Frost was uh, playing the clarinet there. And I can't pronounce this guy's name. It's Dutch, Peter. I'm going to say Undien, but, but I think I've got that wrong. The uh, the Amsterdam, Amsterdam Sinfianetto. He was conducting them. Undi undjian, yeah, yeah, because the J will be pronounced. Why wouldn't it? Undjian, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I think I'm probably right. Anyway, great piece of Mozart. Everybody loves it, apart from that Nigel creature that plays the name <laughs> Escapes me. I know you're all screaming at the, the the radio saying Denise, it's Nigel, whatever his name is. I'll have, to have a look in a minute. Um, but I uh, do you know what. It's, it's so weird because I, I I worked really hard up to Christmas. Um, and then had people round. I had both my sons and various guests in and out. So I was pretty, I, 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 I mean, the adrenaline keeps you going, doesn't it? Because it's so lovely to see people. and. and all that. Anyway, Lewis, uh, my youngest, disappeared off yesterday afternoon. And uh, I, I don't think he went out of the house an hour and out came a jigsaw. <laughs> I know you think I'm pretty sad. But I do find if you want to decompress, you've got to find something mindless to do. So, I put a podcast on and uh, something some I'm listening to at the moment. I won't bore you with it just now, although I might be introducing a sort of uh, odd little theme. And I'm going to actually, I'm, I am going to tell you because I, I mentioned it at my last show, actually. One of my other hobbies is astrology. And uh, my youngest, being a mathematician, thinks it's a load of nonsense. And, and do you know what he could be right? I don't know. All I know is the more I read about it, the more I'm thinking there's something in it. So, um, I think I mentioned last week that Mercury is retrograde. What does that mean? (laughs) It means when you're looking at the sky, it looks like Mercury is going backwards when really it's sort of going forwards, but the the planets sort of oscillate, don't they, as they go around the sun. So it looks like it's going backwards and Mercury being the planet of communications, it means things go a bit haywire. So any communication, traveling or whatever, it doesn't surprise me in the least that we've had an awful lot of uh, trouble on the roads and on the railways over the last few days. Christmas is bad enough Anyway, But, um, but Mercury really, Mercury going backwards really messes things up. So you'll be delighted to know that from the 1st of January, things start going forwards again. So if you've been trying to get something done and it's not happening, it might be that. I mean, my my eldest has been trying to get a window fitted in his house for months and uh, he's got scaffolding outside and then literally... The, the 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 builders I say down tools and walked off the job it wasn't quite like that but you know what some builders like they'll start a job and then they'll go and start another one so that they've got two jobs going so that when they finish yours they've got something to go to and that's absolutely understandable isn't it but honestly he is literally tearing his hair out and I said to him, you're not going to see anything until the beginning of the new year because mercury is retrograde and they are not going to pick up and go and it's Christmas and all those other things so, um so you might get the odd little bit of astrology coming into to my show over the over the year. And you can you can take it with a very large pinch of salt if you like, or you can go and have a look and see what you think. Anyway, so going back to my jigsaw, out came the jigsaw, listening to my astrology podcast. Absolutely fascinating stuff, both things. But it's really great to decompress, find something mindless to do. So um so I, I just I just did my little jigsaw last night and I was bimbling around and just doing things. And then today I woke up really very late for me. I'm normally quite an early riser, sort of half six generally. And over the last few days, I was certainly running up to Christmas, I've been awake half past five, mainly because I knew I've got stuff to do. Well, I woke up this morning, didn't get out of bed till quarter past eight, which is a good two hours later than usual. And it wasn't as if I was in bed late last night, I wasn't. So I'd had a good eight hours, I felt really refreshed. But you know what, by midday, I was thinking, I'm really tired. So I literally curled up on the sofa with the book, bang, out. Three hours later, there was a ring at my, my door, my friend Brenda was coming around to have a little chat. I hadn't forgotten, I just thought I wouldn't fall asleep for three hours. I feel great this evening, so uh, all I'm saying is, if your body is telling you to sleep, you better just do it. You feel so much better for it if you can. Anyway, so that's my little bit of wisdom. Do something mindless. Um, have a you know, keep an eye to what's going on with Mercury, and uh, get a mate round and sleep. It's all good. Now here's a piece of music. There's got to be about thirty thousand different versions of this. And um, everybody knows. Everybody loves it. It's played at weddings. It's the background to any number of pieces of pop music. It's it, the list goes on. I don't play it too often because I don't want really to say the word hackneyed. But I mean, is it? No, it's just a great piece of music. The reason why everybody loves it is, be, and you know, and it's used so often is because it is such a good piece of music, and it's just so accessible. Is the word I'm trying to think about? It's a canon D from Paco Bell, of course. And um, we've got my favourite orchestra, the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, conducted by Sir Neville Mariner to play it. Humming that for the rest of the night aren't you <laughs> of course you are just a beautiful piece of music so i was chatting to uh i had an email from um one of my regular listeners recently who said denise have you ever played sabay andante festivo on your show and i said yes and here it is again timpani player was having a bit of a moment there wasn't he (laughs) the english string orchestra which makes you wonder what's the timpani guy doing in there then william bowton was conducting all of them that's a lovely piece of music isn't it i do like a timpani (laughs) because if you you remember at the beginning of my uh, show i was playing that piece of Bach and there's a bit of timpani at the beginning of that in fact there's a bit of timpani all the way through it oh do 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 so, difficult to know what to talk about, isn't it, really? Not least because you don't want to hear me talking about my jigsaw anymore. And I'm just wondering what sort of a, you know, new year you've got lined up for yourself and have you got any plans for January? I always have this thing going on, you know, because I'm not that great at small talk, which is, you know, you're wondering why on earth I do a, a radio show, given that in between the tracks there's generally a bit of chat, isn't there? I generally overrun as well. <laughs> I'm trying not to overrun tonight. I'm just, oh, yeah, I think I might be okay. Um it's, but the small talk thing, it's always difficult, isn't it, you know, when you've got people there and you say, have you come far? So you feel like the queen if you're in a big group of people that you don't know. But when you've got other people that you do know, and uh, my my two sons, particularly my youngest, he likes a good debate. <laughs> and um, it was interesting once or twice over Christmas. And it, to be fair, he felt very comfortable in the company because there was nobody there that you didn't know. But now and again, we, he and I, we do slip into some, some big um, conversations about Stuff were both quite political. <laughs> oh, dear. So never, ever discuss politics or religion at the dinner table. But I have to say, we we managed to hold it together. So um, when he was quite young, I used to take the contrarian view. And my husband and my eldest son, they'd be in despair head in hands as me and Lewis were going at it. Because even if I agreed with Lewis, but the fact that he was up for a debate, I always really enjoyed that because I think... Um, my mother used to say to me, Denise, you, you think too much and I used to respond with the, the, the uh the the retort, Well mother, I have to say there are those that I think don't think enough. <laughs> so that was just me. But what I liked about Lewis, he was always very keen to engage. And so even if I actually agreed with him, I'd throw in counter arguments just for the crack. And so he, he, he can hold an argument, less <laughs> bearing in mind, so can his mother. So you've got to be very careful, haven't you, when you've got someone like that. But we do like a good chat. What I think is quite interesting, even though our, our politics are, you know, miles and miles apart now. Uh, which is great because it means that you know he wasn't indoctrinated by his mother, which I think you know, you know you could do, couldn't you, if you were the sort of person whose whose mother was really that bad, or if you were that sort of timid, you might be indoctrinated by your mother. And, and I am no I am no lightweight, let it be said, in an argument, but I'm really quite glad that Lewis can hold his own and basically um, give me that you know the counter argument. And it's quite interesting because we literally are miles apart politically now that he's coming up for thirty. And that's fine. But what I find quite interesting is we differ really, really, you know, miles apart on various things. And yet we still, we get on incredibly well. I mean, he was with me for three weeks in December. And he's really very easy company. He just poodles around the house and we do enjoy similar things as well, which always makes me feel sad for people who they will have a disagreement politically or over religion or something with somebody. And then those people never, ever speak again. I was talking to a friend of mine who um he and his uh, sister disagreed on the Brexit thing. And that we are talking 2016, okay, that was seven years, and they have never spoken since. And I'm thinking, so you had nothing in common at all. You know, you grew up together. (laughs) You you both were politically, you know, a different end of the spectrum. And because of that, one of you thinks that the other is beyond the pale or you both think each other's beyond the pale. I'm thinking, when did we ever lose that sort of ability to have a conversation with someone think that maybe they had a point, but you didn't agree with it. And they maybe thought, well, you've got a point, but I don't agree with you. But that doesn't mean, you know, I don't like you or we don't have other things in common because there are more things that um, keep us together than divide us. And I just, I do find that really odd that people can't seem to, you know, have a disagreement or to have a debate about something. Agree to disagree because, you know, you're either going to persuade someone to your side or you're not, or you're going to be persuaded or you're not. But why then would you sever contact with? I, I don't understand it. So if anybody can ping me uh, a reference on that and say, well, this is why, Denise, then maybe I'll understand it. But I just don't understand why you can't have a disagreement about a subject with someone and then just move on because that's it, isn't it? I don't know. Should I get out my soapbox now? <laughs> anyway, there'll be no more debates for me for a while, not till maybe Easter when Lois turns up again for a week or so. In the meantime, because the thing is, most people don't want a debate, do they? I love a debate. Can't debate this though. This is a fantastic bit of bark. I know we had a fantastic bit of bark to start the show, but this is just lovely. And oh, look, it's the Academy of St. Martin the Fields again, but this time under Sir David Wilcox. i've never sung that piece of music i don't think i have is that part of the messiah i don't know i think it might be no that's handles isn't it so it can't be Do you know i've never sung that piece of music and i know i haven't good grief now talking of choral society i sort of slipped that one in didn't i so yes i was having a chat with my colleague brenda friend brenda who was um part of the choir and uh, she and I get together and have a little chat about things from time to time, things choral and everything else. And uh we, we did have a lovely time on uh in December. I think it was the second Saturday, wasn't it? We had our lovely choral carol event, very well attended, packed church, just lots and lots of lovely carols, just wonderful. And um, and we are going to be singing the Messiah um in April. April the twenty seventh I think it is. I think it is. of which more near the time. But yeah we've got um We've got the Messiah lined up. Everyone knows a bit of that, don't they? The Alleluia chorus. I'm not sure we're singing that, but we are singing excerpts from our new MD, David Davis. Uh, if you go and look him up on the internet, he is uh, he's prolific and he is absolutely just one of the best um, musical directors in East Devon. We are very, very. Lucky to have him, and uh, he's also a renowned, world-renowned organist. So he, he knows his stuff, does David, and he's just such a delight. He's he's full of fun, and but just so gifted musically. And uh, the choir are looking very much forward to having our first full term with him starting on the 10th of January when we start our rehearsal. So now if you know of anyone that would like to sing uh, or you might indeed yourself think that you could sing and you have we don't do auditions or anything called the Choral Society we just love people that like to sing and it helps if you can sort of you've got a clue a bit of a clue about music but uh, but just come along anyway and have a go because on the first Rehearsal night, the 10th of January. It's, it's sort of fairly relaxed. It's sort of like a semi-social. We have a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit to start with and have a chat about what's going to be happening in the term and make sure everybody's got their music and chit-chat, chit-chat. And then we have a little bit of a run-through about what uh, what we're going to be singing. And then we might burst into song at some point and um, have a little go. And um, and even if you don't fancy that, the commitment of coming every every month, we are you know coming soon from news to you. Um, we haven't got the exact dates and timings yet, but we are hoping to do a music day, um, a full day of uh, the Messiah just going through stuff. And if you fancy just coming along and just singing for the day, uh, that'll be a bit later on in the term. So uh, more, of more, more of that later. But I think that's going to be quite interesting because if you are someone who likes to sing and maybe you've sung the Messiah, haven't sung it for years, and you fancy just having a quick go, but you don't want the commitment of coming every week, then we might have something for you later on in the spring. So going back to the um, my little sort of Christmas, but isn't, <laughs> or you can just think chocolate, I don't mind. oh just a brilliant isn't it that piece of music it is of course from the nutcracker bit of tchaikovsky the dance of the molotons says uh, denise and <laughs> doesn't say though who who was conducting the london symphony orchestra so you can have your own best guess on that the longest piece of music on the show coming up now I did warn you that I did have a couple of longer pieces I've had to move one out because I've been doing the chat I think I was busy on my soapbox telling people to not fall out with each other Um, I think I might have been doing my little bicker of Sidmouth thing going on there ignore me my sons do Um, but this is the longest piece of music on the show tonight and it's a piece of Rachmaninoff we don't often play him um, mainly because it's quite long, some of his stuff, and sometimes it's a bit inaccessible. It's a bit too heavy for my show. But here we go. The romantic, the romantic third movement, the adagio from his symphony, number two. Oh, you've just got to let that fade away, don't you? Symphony number 2 from Rachmaninoff. And um, Valerie Gergiev was conducting the London Symphony Orchestra and bearing in mind that we didn't know who the conductor was of the Dance of the Melitons, but it was the LSO. We might as well give that one to Valerie as well. <laughs> While we're feeling all romantic, and maybe you are cuddled up with your significant other on the sofa this evening... Let's have a little bit more romance, shall we? And this is our second Holy Trinity, sorry, third Holy Trinity member, having had Mozart and Bach twice this evening. Uh, This is a bit of Beethoven. This is Romance for Violin and Orchestra, number two in F major. That's a great bit of Beethoven, that, isn't it? Just wonderful. Boris Gutnikov was uh, on the violin. Alexander Dmitriev was conducting him and the St. Petersburg Academic Symphony Orchestra. A bit more violin now, I think. I'm pretty sure this has got violin in it. <laughs> I could be very wrong, but I don't think I am. But going from, um, uh, from Germany to England now, a bit of, uh, bit of Elgar. And uh, we're not there yet because this is, this is the Chanson de Matin. So it's still evening, but it's not morning yet. Um, but we're not that far away because most of it you'll be asleep. So it'll be morning before you know. So let's have this. The British Symphonia under Nicholas Clairebury. that's really lovely isn't it <laughs> of course it is so um something more from the movies now and uh i haven't watched much tv over the last few days because i don't watch much tv at the best of times what i will confess to watching and i did i did give you a little warning about it a couple of weeks ago that when when the lads were home that we will be sitting in front of believe it or not a Muppet Christmas Carol. And on Christmas Eve, we'd had our supper, our tea, whatever you want to call it, and we settled down to watch that. And uh, it, it's great because it's it's really quite funny. When you've, um, and you'll know yourself from ways back, that if you're, even if you're as ancient as me and you, you sort of meet, meet up with your, your, your siblings that you grew up with, there's all sorts of family vernacular, isn't there? certain things that you shared as a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old or whatever. And it's really quite funny because um, in The Muppet Christmas Carol there's various lines and things that the boys obviously just remembered. And it was quite amusing because, you know, for, for a little moment, it was 15 years ago because they'd be watching this film and then they'd both join in with whatever the next line was. And it was really, really quite amusing. And I thought, yeah, that you never lose that. And they'll still be doing that when they're 70, which is great. Anyway, one of the other films that we all like, but we did not get to, to watch this because it is a heck of a marathon, is The Lord of the Rings and... Um, we, we all like that one and we, we like our fantasy in our house. Maybe it's our way of escaping. I don't know. What sort of fantasy is, isn't it? It's an escape. And uh, even I mean, any sort of film is an escape, isn't it? but when we're talking about elves and orcs and stuff like that, we are really delving into the realms of fantasy there big time. And we didn't watch that, but here's some of the music that Howard, Howard Shaw scored for that trilogy. And it's the beautiful theme for Aragorn and Arwen and it features Enya. She's got the most amazing voice, doesn't she? And this is the Council of Elrond. Great piece of music, isn't it? Howard Shaw did a fantastic job for that uh, for that film series, didn't he? And the the Council of Elrond. I don't know if you've seen the the film, the, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, but um, the the actual Council scene itself. You had all of the elves and, and the, the the hobbits and the the, the um, and the men all in a circle. So all those members of uh, various different you know allies. And I believe it took over two weeks to <laughs> two weeks to film because, of course, the cameras had to be in a certain place to capture each person as they were responding to, you know, the previous line or whatever it was in the script. And, uh, and can you imagine doing the same thing for a fortnight? I don't know about you. I, I don't mind a bit of repetition, but I'm not great with it. <laughs> And I don't know what you're thinking You come up here every Thursday night Denise and do the show But that's different isn't it Because it's different music all the time But can you imagine if I came up here every Thursday And did the same show every day It would drive you bananas wouldn't it So hats off, chapeau To all the actors and people That had to sit in a circle And listen to the same script Said a million times Because it would drive you nuts well, it would drive me nuts there's various things that drive me nuts. I'm not. I'm not great with repetition. <laughs> That's just one of them. <laughs> oh, bad manners is another one. Drives me nuts. I just think, really, did you have to do that? Mm-hmm. Hey ho. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, moving on. A spotless rose. That is not me. <laughs> My name is not Rose, and I am no saint. I'm not spotless. But this is a, this is also a beautiful. Uh, we're now back to the um, the sort of um, Christmas theme now. So I'm going to play out with a few quieter Christmas things. And this is interesting because uh, Stephen Clearbury is going to be um, conducting the Choir of King's College Cambridge and didn't we have Nicholas Clearbury a minute ago but that's his son isn't it because I think you know if you've got if you've got music in you it's it comes from somewhere I think and um, it's just one of those things isn't it anyway it's, it's, it is isn't it because you, you do find it sort of runs in family so who's the other guy that does the plays the clarinet it'll come to me in a minute mariner yeah that's so another Mariner's son is a great clarinetist isn't he so but yeah i think if you if you've got musical talent in the family it comes out in the dna um i'm not sure whether i had any musical talent in my family i can sing a bit <laughs> well that's as far as it goes i am no soloist anyway the spotless roach. shall i stop, stop waffling and this is absolutely gorgeous. I've, I've heard it many a time in the past. And this is going to sound really stupid, but I didn't know what it was because it was also one of those pieces of music that was playing on the background amongst other things. And I thinking, oh, that's really lovely. And then I heard it a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, wow, that is just the, 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 the harmonies and this is just gorgeous. And it's a traditional um, carol, isn't it? They don't know who, who wrote it. But here we go. Let's have a listen. See what you think. Oh, that's just divine, isn't it? Just so beautiful. Joel Williams was the soloist there. What a gorgeous voice that man has. Just delightful stuff. Um, I'll certainly be playing that next Christmas. And um, as I say, it was one of those songs that I was sort of half aware of. And I've never played it on the show before, but glad to have included it on the list tonight. But if Schubert now. And I don't think I have ever played this piece of music, which is an absolute travesty. There's about a million different versions of it uh, piano, violin, cello, vocal. But here we go. Lang Lang is going to play the piano for us. Ave Maria. That's just wonderful, isn't it, Lang Lang, that amazing exponent of the piano. And uh, I'm almost speechless, really, but obviously uh, he was very well schooled. A lot of the Chinese were, because you've got Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist as well, having got loads of uh, Chinese uh, musicians. And uh, it's it's great for us, isn't it, that uh, they were schooled so well. We've got plenty of English ones as well, of course, but uh, there's there's quite a lot of them and it's lovely to have them. (laughs) I don't know. I've got two more pieces of music. One is uh, a gorgeous carol. The second one is sort of a carol, but it's not. But I'll, I'll, I'm I'll leaping ahead of myself. Let us not frog ahead. Let's play this one. Um, Again, this is one that I have not sung and I would love to sing it. It's it's very quiet. It's very traditional. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the Choir of Trinity College, Cambridge under Richard Marlowe. And it's called The Angel Gabriel. That's just gorgeous, isn't it? I often say when uh, I have a piece of music on the show which is purely the human voice, uh, I don't think you can beat it. (laughs) I really don't think you can beat it. But that's just my humble opinion for what it's worth. So that's pretty much uh, my show for this evening, in fact, for the whole year. I hope you'll join me and Gavin on Sunday for our wonderful Hogmanay show. Gavin's got, I think he's got a playlist already lined up. I'm afraid I'm not that organised. I happened to just turn up on the night, maybe about, maybe an hour or so early. Have a look at what Gavin's lined up and think, oh, I'll throw a bit of that in and I'll throw a bit of something else in. If there is anything you'd like me to play for you, um for uh Hogman. I mean obviously things will be fairly lively before midnight. I think we'll be taking it down a notch or two after that because uh you don't want to be going mental do you after midnight. I might throw in one or two classical pieces, but by and large it's going to be fairly well fairly modern stuff I think. I say modern, I mean my era is generally the seventies and eighties and a bit of the nineties. And, and and on occasions, some uh later stuff as well, my boys tend to get me into the new stuff, which is very kind of them. So if I don't think you want to hear, give us a ping, send us a, an email or a text to, to Sid Valley Radio and, uh, on the night because I won't have a particular plan. I'll put it in. In the meantime, we're now going to play it with our final piece, which is a great piece of music. It's by John Rutter, he of the wonderful Christmas carols that he does. But this is called New Year and uh, it's it's just gorgeous. It's, it's a song of hope and of uh, expectation. So I hope you have a fantastic New Year, whether you're joining me and Gavin or not. In the meantime, it just remains for me to say thank you very much for joining me this evening. And if I don't speak to you on Sunday night, I shall certainly speak to you next Thursday for more happy classics. Good night.